Welcome to the More Than Fitness Podcast. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Minisode number 126, coming at you live once again from my parents' basement. I'm in for a few weeks. I, uh, I've, I've been a little homesick, wanted to come home visit the family. And so here we are once again with the somewhat shitty lighting. If you're watching on the YouTube video, uh, I don't have the beautiful natural lighting coming in. Um, however, we're going to make it work because I need to make sure I get these minisodes out to you guys. Um, because I know you're craving that piping hot, fresh content. And that's exactly what I have for you today with this minisode that I don't know the title for yet. But it's going to be centered around how to eat to feel good. I think that's kind of the the simplest terms I can uh, make it. And this kind of goes above and beyond. All right, so let's say for the most part you've got your um, you've got your calories down, you've got your your protein minimum down, you're eating a decent amount of fiber each day. Uh, what's kind of the next step? Or or maybe you have just more healthy lifestyle goals as opposed to fat loss goals or muscle gain goals or, or just goals centered around body composition. How can you eat to, and, and uh, go about your day to optimize feeling good and well-being as opposed to fat loss and muscle gain? Obviously, there's going to be some overlap, but with this mini so the the whole thing that I was thinking of is how to kind of like maybe optimize your your energy uh, how to minimize bloating, um, how you feel on a regular basis. Uh, and I feel like I'm repeating myself for what I just said. So you get the idea how to eat to feel good. And so we're going to go ahead and get on into the first one. Um, the first one is just going to be your water intake. I think this is the one that people think about as soon as they think about, okay, I'm going to start eating healthier. I'm going to start taking control of my nutrition. I think water is one of the easiest ones that that people think of, but it's also one that can be really helpful because people don't even realize how dehydrated they are on a regular basis, especially if they you if you do work out regularly. Uh, and I think that the, be the best way to, to monitor this without having to, you know, carry around your gallon jug of water with permanent marker markings down the side, like every hour you should be drinking this much. I think that might be a little bit of overkill uh, for, for me, at least. Uh, I think the, the more practical way is to just look at your urine. Right, that's going to be uh, about the, the the easiest way to to judge this. Uh, and if you've got fairly clear urinations, uh, especially around your workouts, I think it becomes even more important to make sure that you're properly hydrated. Uh, that's going to be key. Um, but if you're if your 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 urinations are, are closer to the the yellow. And even if it's getting closer to the brown, you should probably seek medical attention. Um, but yeah, the darker your urinations are, assuming that you didn't just take a multivitamin or something like that, uh, whereas it makes your, your urine like neon green, um, as long as you haven't done that, then it's probably a good sign that you need to be drinking more. Um, but on the flip side, if you're also somebody who is, uh, you know, going to the bathroom every 20 minutes or something like that, and your urine is completely see-through all the time, 
you're drinking way too much water. There's just, there's no need to do that. And you might actually be doing more harm than good uh, as far as diluting some of the nutrients and things uh, in your body. You're just, you're peeing out just the same amount of water that you're, you're putting in. So that's pointless. Um, so for the first one, water intake, that's going to be huge. Uh, the next one is going to be more for some people have issues with, um, uh, with bloating or, uh, their digestion and things. And of course that this can get very in the weeds and very contextual on the person, especially with special considerations. Uh, but I think in general, if you have problems with, with bloating and gas, uh, uh, and just not feeling as good after meals. I think something to take into consideration is one, uh, how large your meals are. You may be better off instead of doing two to three large meals per day, you actually might be much better off doing four to six smaller meals, smaller, but more frequent meals, uh, to, to divvy up the quantity of, each of those meals so that you aren't taking in as much at one time. It gives your body a little bit more chance to digest things uh, and you just won't be eating as much in any single uh, feeding. An another way of helping this would be within those meals, eating more slowly. That's going to uh, allow yourself to, to reduce some of that bloating. Lots of times whenever people eat really fast, as you guys probably know, you can, you can take in a lot of air uh, as well. And so as a registered dietitian, this was one of the big things that we helped uh, COPD patients. So so people who had respiratory problems, one of the biggest things we told them was, hey, you've got to slow down your eating because whenever you eat really fast, you're taking in lots of you're taking in lots of air. And that air is also coming in and it's going to make you feel uh, a, a little bit more bloated. Uh, so eating slowly is going to be huge and, and pairing that also with chewing uh, more slowly is going to, uh, uh, or I guess not necessarily chewing, although chewing more slowly, I guess could in turn make you eat more slowly, but chewing uh, uh, to completion, I guess. There's sometimes there's like random numbers that people throw out there and things. Uh, I think it's for the most part, chew until the, there's not big solid pieces, eat, or I'm sorry, then swallow and then have your next bite. I think people can get into the, uh, again, going back to eating too quickly, you can try to, uh, whenever you're really hungry, you're eating. And then while you still have food in your mouth, then you'll shove another bite of food in your mouth too. So it's like eat, chew, swallow, then eat again. Um, so yeah, that, that would help for, for bloating and just having better feelings after, uh, you eat in general uh, and it also prevent overeating just in general. So that will, that will also help. Okay. The next thing that I think would be important, and this one is very near and dear to my heart, as you guys know, but it's alcohol intake. Uh, it's just, it's pretty clear that alcohol intake isn't doing you really any favors, uh, from a health standpoint as, as far as an experience standpoint goes, uh, and making you feel good in the moment usually, uh, it can, it can be a good thing, but as far as health goes, yeah, it's hard for me to make the case like, Hey, yeah, alcohol is good for you. Even on like, even in smaller doses and things, uh, it's just, it would be irresponsible to say that you need alcohol in any facet in your life. Um, and so if you do find yourself regularly drinking it and then regularly, uh, sleeping badly and, or 
just feeling badly on a regular basis, alcohol would be one of the first culprits I would go to. Even if it's just a, a glass of wine with dinner or something like that, I would try to cut it out for a little bit and see how you feel uh, after that. Because the, the biggest reason why alcohol can make people feel shitty besides the the fact that it is somewhat viewed as a toxin in the body. Um, but it can really disrupt your sleep. And whenever it disrupts your sleep, then you don't get as good of quality of sleep. And then that can make you, uh, you know, that has its own myriad of issues in itself. Uh, so alcohol, minimizing that alcohol intake is going to be another way to make sure that you feel good on an ongoing basis. All right, the next one is going to be regular scheduled eating. So just having consistent meal times on a regular basis, trying to eat at about the same times uh, and the the same times, the same quantities, and with the same frequency throughout the day. It's, it's basically like your body, it, it's not a machine like people compare it to a car or whatever. There, there are differences. However, as far as efficiency goes, your body does like um, – routine. It likes things that are predictable because then it kind of adapts in that way and it makes you hungry. It makes you hungry at certain times. It makes you tired at certain times. It makes you awake at certain times, right? So having some type of routine uh, regimen with your, your eating schedule can help regulate uh, everything smoothly, right? So this just means trying to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, around the same times each day uh, and not varying those by too much. It seems like a, a small difference, but it can add up uh, over time and just how your body kind of responds to um, uh, different things. All right. And the next one, these two kind of actually go hand in hand together. And, and this one's going to be the amount of fiber that you take in each day. And then seeing as how fiber is found in foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, lentils, et cetera, et cetera, all these, these very nutrient-dense foods that also happen to be good for you, um, uh, or I'm sorry, and good for, for fat loss. They are good for you and also good for fat loss. Um, but research is, is pretty clear as far as having, uh, for, for lack of a better term, a healthy gut right? Making sure that your microbiome uh, and all that kind of good stuff is optimized, I guess. It's going to take a decent amount of fiber each day, trying to hit those fiber, fiber recommendations. Um, so I think it's, I think the totals each day uh, are 28 grams for women, or maybe it's 25 grams for women and 38 grams for men. Uh, but for the most part, I think what you want to do is is focus on having uh, a fruit and or vegetable, or just a fiber source with every single meal. I think that's going to be huge. You also don't want to jump from, okay, I'm taking in 10 grams of fiber each day to 40 grams of fiber each day because that can create some gastrointestinal distress in and of itself. So be mindful of that. And But slowly upping up that fiber amount, and, and this is why – I give my clients fiber goals. This is why I recommend a daily fiber minimum is just because it forces you to make sure that you get in a decent amount of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, these nutrient dense meals, uh, and you aren't just focused on calories and macronutrients. Of course, those are important, but fiber, fruits, vegetables, all those things are also uh, very important for optimizing well-being, digestion, uh, your gut, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, so getting in, um, I would say for most people, 
a good recommendation is at least 20 to 25 grams per day, man or woman. Uh, okay, and the last two is going to be omega-3s. So omega-3s is going to be the next to last one. Um, I think the, the best way to do this is to look at the EPA and DHA on the back of your omega-3 or fish oil uh, capsules that you, you may be taking, because this is the, the tricky part. What you don't want to look on the back of a nutrition label uh, for fish oil, like the the 1,000 milligrams of fish oil that you may see on the back for one uh, gel or, or capsule of fish oil is not what we're looking for. What you want to look for is the actual omega-3 content, and that's going to be the, the EPA and DHA. And you want that to total, I think it's about a gram per day, has been what most studies have shown being uh, really beneficial for health. Of course, you can also eat things like salmon to, to up your omega-3s, and then it's in some nuts. There's different types of omega-3s, et cetera, et cetera. But as far as if you're taking supplements, look on the back of the nutrition label and make sure that the total that you're consuming per day with uh, uh, DHA and EPA combined are over 1,000 milligrams. And that has been mostly shown to be uh, um, helpful for overall well-being, cardiovascular health, et cetera, et cetera. All right. And the last one is going to be to regulate your caffeine intake. This is something I think that people kind of do as an afterthought, but it can actually be something that you don't even realize you're consuming so many coffees throughout the day. And you also don't realize that that's contributing to your anxiety, your stress, irritability. Um, yeah, with caffeine, I've noticed that it's more of like an amplifier of however I'm feeling in that moment. So if the day's going really well, it does make me feel really, really good, right? It makes me feel extra good. Um, but it's kind of Russian roulette because if you're also, and you can't really predict if you're going to have a bad day or not, but if you're having a bad day, you take more caffeine and then it kind of amplifies the negative emotions as well. The anxiety, the overwhelm, the irritability, that type of stuff. So uh, I think for most people, you want to make sure that you're under... 400 milligrams per day. I think that that's kind of the, uh, the, the standard. Um, and so I would start with actually just tracking how much caffeine you're taking in on a regular basis. So make sure you look at the back of the monster can, make sure you look at, uh, diet Cokes or, or, or diet drinks in general, um, looking at coffee, tea, just tallying up all those and seeing how much you actually take in, uh, and then maybe slowly reducing that and seeing what happens, uh, as a result. Okay, and that is it for Minisode number 126. Thank you guys, as always, for listening and for watching. See ya. And that is that, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than Fitness podcast. And please, if you could help me out a little bit here and leave a rate and review in iTunes and also take a screenshot and post it up on your IG story. Tag me at mattmcleod6. I'd love to share it. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast and also so that we can share the word with other people. I would love to build up this community, build up this tribe of people that we have like you and I uh, and get the word out there. Uh, also, if you want more free content, you can check the links in the description. I have my free four-week workout plan, The Ultimate Physique Development. And also, if you want to work with me online, one-on-one, -on -one, for personal coaching, you can check the link in the description as well. Uh, and anything you else you need, please send me an email, send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for listening.